0: Hello, welcome to the BBP. This is going to be episode 28, but before we get into it, I would love to share a little journal entry that I wrote to my beautiful son, Diego. I've done this before, back for Sophia, but I think it was time to kind of recalibrate and refocus what I'm trying to do here. So I think no better way than to say, you know, you're going to listen to the podcast and you're going to see we had a fantastic today, fantastic day today. And it was just one of those days where you realize man, he's getting so big. I think that all the time, but <laughs> a day like today, there's no way it doesn't slap you in the face you're like, oh, oh, OK, you're like a dude now. You're becoming this guy. (laughs) You're young, but you're becoming a guy. And it's cool. So, I thought before we listen to it, you see where my head's at when I have days like this. So, let's get it cracking. This is something, again, I've started. I suggest anybody take a little time to... Jot things down When you have really awesome days Or bad days You know You want to just Write something down To share it with yourself Or your kids later Or just to Vent Express You know whatever I'm for journaling I think it's good So this one is A continuation of the one That I started to Diego Since before he was born And there's a lot of them I just picked one that was kind of It just has to do with You know Those times when you notice Your kids are growing up It's a little turning point day And you realize Oh yeah Dude's getting bigger She's getting bigger So This is from April 22nd 2019 Yet again I marvel The entire day long watching existence as if from outside my body, feeling the time soar by at mind-numbing speed. I will begin at the top of the day, as I like to, to test my memory of even the day I'm still in. Quite a humbling experience if you've ever had the pleasure. This morning, 4.30 a.m., your mother kissed me goodbye just before going on a work trip to seattle at starbucks that's a client for her job i'm always impressed by what your mom can command skills over she's a true force capable of so much and therefore pushing me to push myself it makes us grow but growth is painful awkward transitional and not too late to add confused Yet as each stage of growth occurs, you forget you've felt this hurricane of emotions before. I love her for that. And loving me and you and Sophia with an endless, unconditional love. 5am. Alarm goes off. Time to exercise. Already prepared next to my bed is my work clothes, so I don't need to go make fashion decisions before heading to my own garage. Can't walk the dog today, so I should walk on incline for a few minutes. I pass and go straight to kettlebell kettlebell deadlifts. I need a bit heavier ones, but after 100 reps, they get heavy. 7.15 a.m., you and your sister are still asleep. We had a late movie night, so it's understandable. Eventually, you're up eating a waffle with honey from GP's friends bee Farm. C & B Honey Farm. Five pounds of honey. its a lot of honey. You are such a big kid. Still small, too. We'll get to that. Dress yourself. Come relax and talk to me. Mostly, what do you want to eat type breakfast scenario. I pack your backpack with your lunch and your snack bag, your water bottle. Today was gluten-free mac and cheese, a couple nuggets and a half apple, small container of ketchup. I love packing your lunch. I still like knowing what you're eating and controlling the healthiness and seeing that you get good food and stay healthy and limit treats. So they are treats and not everyday foods. You don't drink anything carbonated, and not many sports drinks. After dropping you off, you walk yourself to class. It's unbelievable. You were a tiny, small, little newborn just yesterday, or so it feels. I see that tiny baby I hold, or used to hold, an absolute awe and wonder. That's how I took in the moment today. I always sadly leave trying so hard not to beat myself up for not having the whole day with you. I hate it so much. But I go to provide a home, food, shelter, after school, I picked you up at Creativity Club and you had just come outside. And you had you had just come inside after playing outside and you, surprise, jumped on my back and grabbed my neck. I love when you do that. That's my son. Yes. I feel our bond tighten all the time. I don't wanna go a moment without hugging and holding you. You're growing too damn fast. We drove home, windows down, in a calm, quiet, all collectively relaxing now that we're together heading to our home. Some neighbors were, were home and excited to play with you, you went to play with them. I remember being that happy to be with my friends at that age. So it's crazy to see you have those moments too. I started some food for dinner. Then went outside to hang with you guys and all the kids. Some neighbors came out and we all hung out for about probably an hour and a half. After showers, we played hide and go seek. Me, you, and Fia. Counting to 20, of course. Behind the bathroom door. That was your first hiding spot. Next one you picked was under your sheets. Even the one covering the mattress... You've loved doing that lately. It does look fun. We also practiced some front rolls. We all like using our left shoulder. Then with Sophia on my back, we chased you so you could use your new rolls to escape. Then some Jenga, four rounds. Your sweet, innocent eyes looked at me so piercingly, it was almost too much to bear. Your love for me and wanting my approval who am i i'm no one but i'm the one to you and you are to me too so very much you flipped quarter boy around as we counted his flips together that little bear that little bear you got him when your mom had to go into the emergency room and you and I waited for hours in the waiting room. You were maybe one years old. The nurse came up and gave you that bear dressed in blue scrubs. You hugged it so tight, and we played with it the whole time in there until she was released. Then I had to drive home from work sometimes because I forgot it and I left it in my car. No, I'm wrong. That was Kaku forget I said that. Anyways, you have had that bear forever, and seeing you play with him tonight made me see how much you've grown. We then did baby yoga from a baby yoga book Sophia picked. Since mama's not here, I put you both in my bed listening to a dolphin meditation for kids that easily talked you into relaxing sleep. I quickly grabbed this journal. I did not want this day to end without writing this down for you. I'm so glad and humbled by the days that I truly try to grab the moment, feel it and touch its temporary state. It's always moving through time. You can see it going by just like a passing train in perpetual motion. Whatever happens in this life, let's talk. Let's be together. Let's hug. A real hug. It's time-stopping moments like today when realizing everything else besides being together is 100% not as important. So there it is. Just a single entry, you know, just flow of consciousness almost pouring my guts out to these kids so they can hear a cool, strong 39-year-old voice and not the old 80-year-old one that's coming so I hope you enjoy the podcast and see you guys here next time welcome to Berenson Bond Podcast Episode 28 with your hosts Corey and Diego Berenson good afternoon Diego Awesome So glad you're here with me Thank you for doing this with me And I pretty much think this is one of the coolest days We've ever had Okay, I'll do all the talking Welcome Just everybody know that Diego's right here Smiling (laughs) at me Uncomfortably Today I Muscled him into the room with my power He shaked his head like I'm weak But that's not true I'm super duper strong, you know it. I could bench press an elephant. Yeah, don't make that face. Trust me everybody, he's here. Anyways, what I would like to say is number one, you are getting much stronger. You're growing big, and sometimes I see pictures on my phone of remember Diego when he was a little baby and I'm like, oh. and then remember when Diego was a little three year old, pa ba 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 ba. And I think, oh I miss my little Diego. But then days like today and weekends like last weekend make me actually excited about you growing and getting bigger. So last weekend, we rode bikes along the river downtown. And who did, what statue did we go see? Come on. Don't shrug your shoulders. Come on. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: I'll give you a hint. His first name is Stevie. And I'll give you a hint. His whole name is Stevie Ray Vaughan. And then we rode from the Riverside entrance to the bike path all the way to Stevie Ray Vaughan statue. And I looked it up. I think it was 2.4 miles. We did a bike ride.
1: Three point something.
0: It was three? Did you Google it? You told me. Well, I was wrong. I looked it up later. It was two point four. But we do had to come back. What's two point four
1: plus two point four? I have no clue. What's
0: twenty four plus what's twenty four plus twenty four? Five. What's twenty four plus twenty four? Five. What's twenty four plus twenty four? Forty five. No, fail. 48, put a dot in the middle, 4.8 <laughs> miles in the heat. We did that one in the middle of the day. It was so hot, but that was cool. Then we came home, and I played some Stevie Ray Vaughan music for you. What did you think about it? Meh? Meh. Mm-hmm. Meh, okay. And then we listened to some 1920s music. What did you think about Horrible. that?
1: Horrible. What? So glitchy. So glitchy? The music was so high pitch.
0: It was kind of high pitch, but that's almost a hundred years old music. They thought that was the jam. That was the, the wow songs of back in the day. Or what's the other song you like? That was their Marshmallow. That was their Drake. That was their Kendrick Lamar. They were just doop, 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 do, 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 do. or however it goes. I don't know, but it's good to listen to old music. So, you know, every, generation everybody makes new and different types of music so we did that do you remember what we did the next day on our bikes oh are you falling asleep already we rode to juice land again do you know how many miles that is four four one way so we rode our bikes to juice land four miles one way You crushed two monster big egg tacos. You destroyed them. So good. So good, right? I wanted to go to Juiceland. You wanted to ride for tacos.
1: Well, I mean, I wanted Juiceland. It was still pretty good, but I wanted tacos a lot more.
0: That's fine. Even though I
1: had no idea where we were going.
0: You earned it. And this time we did it, you went down the path through the bike the we rode through neighborhoods, then the, what we call that? The park, the Bowerly Ranch bike paths. You rode through that, through more neighborhood, all the way, I think you did it way easier because you're getting a lot stronger. And then we rode after your taco power was in your belly, we rode back home. And I love being able to do more stuff with you now, it's cool. So what made me think about it is there's a dude named Eddie Izzard and he ran 30 marathons in 30 days. That's right. 30 marathons, 30 days. That's like waking up today, run a marathon, go to bed, drive to some other place, run a marathon, go to bed, drive to another city, run another marathon. Even the British... Special forces came to him and said, "How did you do that? How is your body not in pieces right now? How come you didn't explode and be in the hospital?" And you know what he said? Hmm. He said, "Because I just I told my body that's what I was going to do, and so it needed to do it." Crazy, right? And I thought that well, he did it obviously. And there's another guy named Cameron Haynes. He's a very well-known bow hunter who also runs a marathon almost, I guess three to four times a week on average. He runs a whole marathon before he goes to work. Then he works at his job. Then he goes home to his family, does family stuff, wakes up the next day and runs a marathon before work. And you know how he does it? People say, how are you doing it? This is crazy. Guess what he said? He said, oh, the body, the body does what it's expected to. Oh, no, no. He said the body does what's asked of it. So he tells himself, hey, body, maybe he doesn't talk like that, but he knows internally he's telling his body maybe without words saying we're running a marathon today before work. And he just does. He says, whatever you make the body do, it will do what's asked of it. So like you wanted to go to juice land or actually take it back. Now we go to get tacos. You will tell your body, hey body, we're riding for tacos today. And it will step up and say, I'll give you all the power you need. Give me some of those delicious egg tacos. Yummy, yummy, right? Okay, you got it. So next time we're not going to juice land. Mm-mm. We're going to get tacos.
1: Um, I mean, it's, we could still go the route to Juiceland, but because the tacos is literally right, right over there. It is
0: literally on that same corner. Right? No problem. I will still go get a smoothie, maybe, and then you can go get some tacos.
1: Oh, uh, you're all the way at Juiceland? you are all the way there. We're all the way over there. <laughs>
0: And then, let's see. We did that today. What brings us today? Now you're a big eight-year-old kid, fourth grader. You love racing cars. You love Horizon. You love Forza.
1: They're the same thing, Dad.
0: Nope. Yep. They're actually two different games.
1: Made by the same people.
0: Why does it have a different name?
1: Oh!
0: busted cause uh, they make
1: different games by the same exact
0: people. you just said it, different games busted again, gotcha I'm um, got this so what I like is you're getting big so you love cars and lo and behold your mama works with the guy who races rally cars I emailed him I said, hey, there's a rally racing school in Austin.
1: He already knows about it, right? Oh,
0: he knows. I didn't know. I just Googled real quick. Is there a rally, rally no, school racing school? No, you were asking school? me. I was, at, was asking you?
1: Well, no, that was a whole different school.
0: Okay. There's what?
1: other rally racing schools, too. In Austin? Well, I mean, the one, remember I was looking up brands of rally cars and that yeah. racing school came up?
0: That's right. You found it. That's right. That's, that's right. So you found it and I said, Oh, what's this? There's a rally, rally car. Oh, and you racing didn't school. know. I didn't he know. He
1: didn't know about it. So you told him.
0: So I, so this is how it happened. I messaged the school, the rally racing school. I, I emailed the message. I know this sounds crazy. My son's eight years old. He's dying to drive cars. Let me know if he can do that. And I thought, why not? You, whatever you need, you have to ask no one's going to throw an answer out at things that you like right you have to ask so i asked him, hey the worst that could happen is he doesn't even answer he says you're crazy your kid's ate. get out of here <laughs> right so then the next day i emailed mom's friend and he said yes i do race rally cars and i race at that school i know the owner i'll send him a message I'm talking to the owner of the rally car school the next day. I said, hey, Mr. Owner, thank you for making time. I told him the same thing. I know this sounds crazy. My son's eight. He wants to drive. Am I crazy or can we do this? He said, well, we can make something happen. Bring him on up. If the kid's born to drive, he needs to come here. And I said, you got it. So one week later, today we drove to the rally car racing school. Tell us about it. What's the first impression? We drove up, and then, and then I'll go back, and I'm gonna tell you all about. This is actually pictures of mom's friend from work. That's his car right there. That's a, that's the Honda SR.
1: I thought he drives that Focus.
0: He has a Focus now, but for that race, which is called a one lap.
1: Wait, so he can't use his Focus?
0: Um, I think he can race both, but I think he used this car that's in the picture because he raced what's called uh, One Lap, sponsored by Tire Rack. rack TireRack.com. Anyways, they sponsor a race called One Lap of America. So I printed this picture. So that's from last year. The school that we went to today sponsored him to race this One Lap, and this is where he went. So I'm going to show you where he's going. One lap? Well, this is the lap. It starts in South Bend, Indiana, then it goes from South Bend to Indianapolis, to Louisville, Kentucky, to Bowling Green, Kentucky, to Birmingham, Alabama, all the way down to New Orleans, Louisiana, up to Baton Rouge, Uh, am I going the right way, day one. Sorry, I got it wrong. Starts in South Bend, it goes to Chicago, St. Louis, Springfield, Wichita, over to Denver, all the way down to Amarillo, Wichita Falls, all the way through Texas to Shreveport, then down through Louisiana, up to Birmingham, up all the way through Tennessee and Kentucky, and back to South Bend. It starts and finishes where your mom went to college at Notre Dame, but look, this is the lap. Look how much of America, but look how much of America they go through. So it starts on May. Is
1: that like days?
0: starts on May 5th. It did in 2019, which no, 2018. This is from 2018. Started on May 5th. It ended on May 12th. But this is the path that he did. So he had
1: to go to bed and then wake up and then start driving?
0: Yes. And then at each city, they stopped at a racetrack that's in that city and they got to race on the racetrack in each of those cities. They all have different racetracks. That's pretty cool, right? And on that race, this is him right here. I looked it up. He used a 2009 Honda Civic. And him and his partner, so his name's Brian and his friend Seth rode with him. And his car was number 61. There's another picture of him racing right there. I think there was 88 cars in 2018. This year, 2019. Did he get first? He did not get first place. Did but he get this, this is a picture of the winner from this year. So, the One Lap of America 2019 winner is this car, which is he's the first place winner. He. Wait, was he a,
1: like in 12?
0: Yeah, so this, I think he was in like 60th place. Oh. Way behind. But he still did it, which is still awesome. The winner this year had a 2018 Audi TTRS. His tires were Michelin Pilot Sport 4S. They always put the tires because you want to know what kind of tires you're driving. And that's his car. So that's the winner from 2019. Pretty cool, right? All right, before I go into some history about rally cars because I had to Google it, I thought it was really cool. Tell me about this school. About what was your impression in your mind going there, getting there, what did you think? Tell me about it.
1: So, like, what was my favorite thing there?
0: Just tell me what is it like. Because...
1: I mean, it's a, like, two-story house with, like, some rally cars and then rally cars that for rental, to use for the race. They have ATVs, dirt bikes, dogs, like, say seven or eight dogs. And they have um raptors trucks and then yeah
0: so today was the day for trucks to race on their track so they had a whole bunch of raptors right so the the owners nice enough to let us go ride inside one of the drivers raptor trucks on their track going 60 or 70 miles an hour 65 what did he say 55 because he said 65 65 we were hitting jumps at 65 miles an hour in a truck we got totally off the ground we were airborne in a truck how did it feel besides nodding your head and smiling tell me Amazing? Hmm. Scary?
1: Cool and kind of (laughs) nerve-wracking.
0: Were you a tiny bit scared? Me too. I've never been in a truck that does jumps at 65 miles an hour. He He was very confident, and he let us ride. It was a very comfortable Raptor, very nice seats inside, and that truck could handle high speed jumps. What about when you went flying in the air?
1: I don't
0: know. How'd that feel? (laughs) Go on. Scary. (laughs) Yes, it was scary. I looked over because I saw your head above my head. Your seatbelt popped off. And you're airborne. You were a foot off of the seat in the air when he was doing the jumps. We were in the air in a truck, and you were in the air inside the truck. So I had to use my arm to hold you down until we got to a straightaway. We could buckle you back in, but there was a few jumps where you were just floating like an astronaut. Whoa. I was so scared, but it also looked so awesome. You should have seen your smile. I wish you could have seen your own face and smiling did my face was I smiling what did my face a little bit I, did I look like I was scared yeah cause I was a little scared alright so that was just that was just the jumps track then we went on the tell me about the next track
1: uh, you mean that was kinda like chill you think it
0: was chill
1: kind of a little part of the way
0: the forest path was chill Part of the way. Okay, part of the way. I was a little more nervous inside the forest track because it's so tight and he's got Still. the big truck and we're just, we're just scamming by trees. Still. Oh, I was a little nervous, <laughs> but I knew that he would not want to wreck his own truck. So I was confident. I knew he was going to not want to hurt his truck and us. So I was, I was fully confident in him, but I was still uh, a little nervous. You were not nervous. You felt that was calm going through the forest. We were going pretty fast.
1: Mm, a little bit.
0: I think, I think you have the heart and the mind of a racer because if you are not scared in that forest, you're strong. Okay, what happened after? Jumping, flying through the air Then going through a forest Then
1: Getting in a car that drifts
0: Get mind
1: Getting in a car that drifts
0: Getting in an actual rally car And going full speed on a rally track It's a practice track Which means there's no trees There's no boulders It's It's got a lot of twisty turns But it's all dirt So if you are practicing, it's a practice track. So if you're totally messing up and you go way off the track, you don't actually crash and explode. You just slide onto grass. Right? But he was a really good driver and he stayed on the track, which means we were drifting and spinning around and it drifting didn't again. You really didn't
1: feel like, drifting, didn't I feel I like we, we were we drifting. Were.
0: We were totally drifting. Well,
1: I mean, you're in the front, so you're like you can tell, but I was in the back, so...
0: What did it feel like in the back, that we were just turning?
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: You didn't feel when we were sliding sideways around turns? A little turns? bit,
1: not really, though.
0: Okay. And what did you think about that?
1: Oh, it was fun.
0: Best day then we go back and pet more dogs. Belly rubs on seven dogs. Would you do it again? Maybe. What if you could drive your own car? Like he's talking about. So he's thinking we get you a little ATV, I think he said it's called a Razor one seventy.
1: I think you either said one seventy 170 or one seventy five.
0: Okay, then it's one seventy. So a Razor one seventy is a small ATV,
1: small small
0: one, small small. And then what did he say? The trailer package, yeah, long, long package. I don't know. I got. I don't know anything. So what it is is it's a wider.
1: Well, mom just can totally pull that.
0: Oh yeah, because it's a. Well, tiny, then let's
1: use mom's car then.
0: You mean to pull the trailer? Yeah. Yeah, but my, I mean I know one.
1: yours can, but like, how would it pull it?
0: Because the trailer is light. It's got wheels.
1: Yeah, but where would you put... Because you don't have that thing like mom has.
0: Oh, then... Uh, you
1: can't pull it.
0: No, it's called a tow hitch. And I think... You know, U-Haul where you rent the giant moving trucks? They. Yeah, but
1: those, like...
0: No, they can put on the hook.
1: Oh, they put it on They.
0: You pay them. They install a hook. So then I can have the little hitch. The mom's would still be a little good. Yeah.
1: We could try mom's
0: you want to try mom's okay
1: besides it's way more comfy. so i the, mean yours is comfy but hers is like leather and
0: hers milk. is nice and re- nice and comfy
1: and ac in the back though
0: how dare you bring up the ac in the back my car is wonderful no it's a not beautiful it has speed. a
1: horrible paint job <laughs>
0: Only on two parts.
1: Everything is breaking in that car.
0: Oh, it is the best.
1: Already the roof thing was started slapping the car. <laughs> now your paint job is horrible and messed up.
0: I love it. Don't you love it? <laughs> it is so wonderful.
1: Horrible shocks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. That's your inheritance, my child. You will one day... Get the Figure fortunate. out that
1: that car is horrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, A to B, that's what I call my baby. It's my, my A to B baby, for now. This is how I'm gonna get, so so a Razor 170, with the long, I think it's a long package. It's a wider wider axle. The tires are a little bit further apart, so it's more stable. He said it needs a roll cage. And at your age, eight years old, he said that's a very secure, small, safe ATV for your size. Then you can start racing on the small track. So it's like track.
1: the one where that guy was?
0: Yeah. So no jumps. It's just a small dirt track on the side, and it's only for the smaller cars. Oh, and the ATV
1: doesn't have a roof, so I'll have to wear that helmet with the goggles?
0: Yep. You wear okay. you wear a motorcycle type I mean helmet. I could
1: already bring mine and then I yeah. could um
0: And then you just get the goggles to go on the inside. Um you wear it all, actually on the outside and the goggles go to your eyes and the <laughs> strap is on the outside of the helmet.
1: Yeah, but um should I st- still bring I mean is there anything I could use to keep my helmet like from shaking? I mean I want to use the ninja thing but I don't I want it but I do. not
0: Well, they have them. they have actually racing type. Oh, so hoodies. it's like tight yeah. tight
1: enough. Okay.
0: So they have racing hoodies that you put on underneath your helmet.
1: So they'll give me one. And then it, it, but so I'm so are they going to give me one of their helmets or am I or can I bring that one and then they give me goggles?
0: We are going to have to ask them. You might have to get a helmet like that, which is from an actual. Them? Well, or buy our home. Or from me. Probably, we might have to buy our own, because that's a... Yours oh, is that's a, like
1: a BMX or yeah, motorcycle.
0: I think yours is more for BMX motorcycles or bicycles, but we might need to get you actual driving helmet.
1: Yeah, those are, like, tighter.
0: Like the ones we wore today? Something like that. Because then you um, thought it was wait, heavier You got that stronger. one at, like,
1: Academy. They would totally have those, right? You think so? I mean, we saw tons of other helmets, but those... Or actually, no, that was the smallest that they had, remember? Because all the gray ones, like, really big.
0: Oh, that's right. So
1: let's not go to that academy. We have to find another store.
0: I think we should go to a car racing store. Okay. Okay. You've got the heart of a racer. And anything I can do to help you pursue what you're into is my goal. As a parent, as a dad, whatever I can do to help you, and because the owner said, which was really cool. Do you remember what he said about school when he was asking you? What did he tell you? Do you remember?
1: No. Nice.
0: Okay. Stop me when you remember, and then you take over. Okay. So he said, soon as he knew he was going to be a racer, he started playing video games. He was playing Gran Turismo back in the day.
1: Wait, what is that? Like- it's
0: a racing game, like you play Forza. Long. Well, then
1: maybe I could give, like, maybe you could tell him about that thing. Besides, the Forza thing was free. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, it's free, but or I don't know. I don't know if it's free or not because remember, it was um Eddie's brother mm-hmm. that gave me the disc. Yeah. So I don't know how much it is because he had it before me. So he just gave me that disc. That's the only game that he used disc for. But then the Forza thing, like. Cost money, but yeah, the most expensive one is like a hundred dollars. So,
0: but they're I mean, really it's good, a lot,
1: it's a lot for a video game, but but it's still so, pretty good,
0: but it's awesome. Yeah, so when he was a kid, he loved that video game so much, just like you love Forza and Horizon. It clicked one day, the big, huge light bulb went up in his brain, and he said, I am going to be a racer. Period, it's what I'm gonna do. Everything else is towards that goal. That happened for him. So as soon as that happened, every single thing he learned in school and every single thing he learned outside of school, he could apply to something to do about racing. So he was saying, what subject do you like? And you said, math. And he said, that's great because you use math every day in racing, distances, Angles of where you place your shocks like he was saying if you welded your shocks down straight up and down at the side It gives you more power He's talking about welding the roll cages. You've got to know the angles of where you're gonna fit your roll cage You have to know Differential pressure power you have to know torque you have to know wheel diameter. You have to know wheel You know shock distance, you need to know hydraulic pressure amounts. All that is math And then he said what about uh, reading? He did say reading. Yeah, he said after he races, he's got to type up a story. So he has to type up a story to post. So he has to be good at writing and reading his own writing. But he said
1: typing, so that means it doesn't really matter.
0: Well, you need... Unless
1: if it's like a different type of typing, like you could press a button and it's like in cursive. Ooh. I don't know.
0: Well, he meant... uh, He was talking more about... He has like, to write up a story, so he has to make the story sound good, not boring.
1: Oh, okay, but he typed it. He types it, yeah. Okay, well then that means like, he, I mean, he still knows it. He still has to know how to write, but like, he doesn't really know how to doesn't really need to know how to write if he's typing.
0: Okay, so reading and typing. We'll call it okay. Okay and then also physics there's a lot of physics involved if you're gonna drift at high speed around turns you need to know the physics of the car and how fast you need to go into that turn before you turn the wheel to drift around that corner and when to turn it back the other way and all that is physics timing torque power right language what did he tell you about language
1: no, I mean, he didn't really ca- I could tell he didn't really understand since my school isn't really like that because I have like a whole a whole different other subjects than me.
0: But and you, was, but you take Spanish, right? Yeah. Okay, so he was probably thinking about sometimes you take English yeah. to be to learn the English language even better, and then you take Spanish to learn a different language, right? And he was saying he want to learn
1: Japanese, German. Y- French and I guess English.
0: Yeah, because he said he races all around the world, and if he could speak another language or a few other languages, it would really help him talk to the other racers. Because he gets there and everybody tries to speak English to each other, but it would be easier if they could speak in their own language. So that's languages. It will come like when you learn Spanish in school, that's going to help you. So much. You know It opens up half the world for you? Half of the world speaks Spanish. Well, yeah. Almost. A lot of countries.
1: Spain. Um, Mexico. Yes. And other. I know there's other places. All
0: of Central America. But... Oh, yeah and also what about artwork designs you like race cars you know all that cool artwork on the outside that you love art is a big deal too you could be an artist and do art for race cars every single subject he associated with racing so everything he learned all of a sudden had an importance he had a he had an exact reason to apply what he's learning to what he loves and one day Whatever that is for you will be that, and you can say, oh, I'm learning this? Perfect, it's gonna help me do this part of what I love. Right? Yeah. I've never heard anybody explain that to me, and that is, you know, what I hope for anyone to find what they want and apply everything they learn to that thing. All right, are you ready for a little rally history? Okay. So, again, you expose me to this world because you love it, and you push me outside of my comfort zone. I was a little nervous to get in trucks that do jumps, cars that go high speed around drifting corners.
1: I mean, it wasn't really that scary.
0: Well, you're a racer. <laughs> Thank you for taking me. You took me there. All right, so here's a little quick Google action. If anybody wants to correct this, go at it. I just Googled real quick and read, but we'll see. So I wanted to look up, when did rally car racing start? When did, uh, I love to think, when did all of this begin? And this article says, in January of 1911, the first Monte Carlo rally was held and was the first event to use the term rally. It consisted of concentration stages to get to the mountain before racing on the mountain. So you would race to get there, everybody gets there, then you start again, and now we're going to race on the mountain. On the mountain? And it said the very first rallies, they didn't even drive at full speed because the roads were not closed. You know what that means? Hmm. Cars were allowed to keep coming the other direction. So, do you want to go full top speed? Oh, like the road wasn't
1: closed. You mean by the road wasn't closed, so not like you have to stop and you have to turn around, but like road is closed, but like only for the racers. Exactly.
0: So, they were not closed, which means people are still going home or going to school, and you're over there. So, they couldn't go full speed because they would crash into the other cars.
1: I mean, if they had control then they could just go around them
0: and yeah I bet they did I bet they scared those other people so then uh, the comp- let's see so what they do is they would go one at a time They'd try not to go too fast because they had to finish on the official car's time so they would find the fastest car and then they would try to beat that time by themselves right so this is still held today but now it's called a road rally the Monte Carlo Rally is still held annually as part of the World Rally Championship and has only been canceled because of World Wars 1 and 2. Today, it is a stage rally at full speed with close roads. Hey, did
1: you go through World War? Huh? Did you go through World War in your cars?
0: <laughs> Just say, well, there people were fighting and killing each other in that war on the race, the the road that they would have raced on. <laughs> so they're like, excuse me, <laughs> drift around the people fighting.
1: What Get plastic airplane, like those, not like the water bottle kind of plastic, but like the hard plastic. Mm-hmm. Cause like that's not hard. That's not easy to break. No. You can break it, but it's like, Not as easy as glass. You just get that hard plastic and then bulletproof car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they should have had bulletproof cars and just drift through the war. That would have been cool. So I looked up a video. I'm going to show you after this. I looked up Monte Carlo Rally. So they do it at, it says, at a stage rally at full speed. Which means they still say, okay... Diego, it's your turn to race. You need to go from, you start here, and you're gonna race to this other point. No one's gonna be on, the. it's your, it's just a race for time, okay? Go, and then you go, and you see how fast you can go from here to here. Then they let the next guy go from here to here, because it's so tough with tough turns, and cliffs, and trees, and sometimes road, sometimes not road, but the road, no, this is all road, but there's trees and cliffs, right? It and then everybody gets to the next point, and they start again. I say, once you're at the next stage, start over again. Now, Diego, you're going to go from here to over here. Go. Full speed. Blocked roads. Wait,
1: but how do they tell us?
0: I'm sure they've got it all sorted out now.
1: Probably with all those millions of radios.
0: Exactly. All right, so the next thing that happened, so that was... Back then, then in the fifties, the cars were completely stock. But unlike today, the co-driver would actually drive. Some events would go on for days without stopping, and while one teammate was driving, the other one would sleep. Crazy. And then in the, Yeah. And then in the sixties, it says teams became more professional and manufacturers took an interest. The car manufacturer Mini changed everything by hiring better drivers and mechanics, as well as having a very lightweight and simple car. And so teams back then were just groups of friends that decided to race for fun on the weekends. So they had normal jobs, normal life, and they'd say, hey, me and you, we're on a team. On the weekends, we race. Cool. It wasn't for money, nobody was paying, they just said, let's all agree to race because we love to race. Then in the 70s, rallies became longer and more exciting. Grueling events such as the Safari Rally began, and stages were longer than before. There was more fans, and in 1973, the Federation Internationale de L'Automobile began the official WRC, which is till today, the World Rally Championship. By now, the companies were already actively pursuing rally, but the WRC was a real challenge. The '80s was a technological renaissance for rally. Four-wheel drive existed, finally. Four-wheel drive does helps you with what?
1: Going off-road.
0: Grip. Even if you're on-road, if you got all four tires grabbing, because you know when you're going so fast, sometimes one wheel comes off a tiny bit and the other wheel comes off a tiny bit then the other three wheels are still grabbing so it's more stable that's a big move then it made it said it's heavy and hard to maneuver characteristics made it obsolete to rear-wheel drive until audi used it for their new car the very first time the quattro came out Brand new quattro four-wheel drive was still difficult and complicated, but it demonstrated what four-wheel grip could accomplish in dirt, gravel, and mud. Then other companies started doing four-wheel drive immediately, leading to one of the most legendary and dangerous periods for motorsport, the infamous Group B. Group B. Are you ready? Oh, rally cars completely changed forever. Until four-wheel drive, cars used rear-wheel drive and front-wheel drive, right? In loose gravel, either one of those couldn't hold on with traction with too much power. And soon as four-wheel drive could do it, the, the Group B cars shot up in brake horsepower and they were much lighter. Turbo turbochargers turbo became necessary and the cars became legendary monsters. Uh, Let's see. Several unfortunate accidents led to Group B's closing. A lot of people died during Group B's renaissance. What's Group B's? That was the period when they had all... Because the two-wheel drive drivers were trying to compete with the four-wheel drive drivers, right? So they were pushing themselves beyond what their cars could do. So the four-wheel drive had a bigger advantage, so they could grab and do the turns easier and the other guys didn't want to lose, so they were going faster than they really should have been. Their car can't handle it, and there are a lot of accidents happen. Now we're up to the 90s, 1990s. Group B had become legendary, but the next era was beginning. It introduced new rules that required the cars couldn't have too much power. Toyota and their Celica began the challenge of rally. The new Japanese cars were stable.
1: Japanese.
0: Yeah, Toyotas from Japan. Oh yeah. They were stable enough to be fast without too much power and could beat the more complicated cars from Europe. From Europe. In 1993, when Tommy Mackinnon in a Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution and the late Colin McRae in a Subaru Legacy, a Legacy RS, began one of the last but largest rivalries in rally history. Toyota actually got disqualified for a year, clearing the stage for Mitsubishi's battle against Subaru's new weapon, the Impreza WRX. The two companies battled until Toyota came back strong with their new race car, the Corolla, which now is synonymous with high school for a couple more years, making it a three-way race to the best. However, this would be the end of Japan's complete dominance because homologation was about to end. Let's see, in 1997, the homologation section was removed, all those rules, and companies could now make specialized, purpose-built rally cars without a need to sell them, which means the laws passed, so now makers of cars can say, I'm gonna build a car specifically to rally race. You cannot drive it to work. You cannot take it to bread basket. You cannot go get snow cones. This is a racing car. Illegal. Unless you're gonna race. Let's see, the plan works.
1: what if you need to take it to the race?
0: Ooh, you gotta put it on a trailer. And let's see, the plan worked. Manufacturers such as Seat, C- Citroen, Peugeot, and they can compete selling their different cars. All right, da-da-da-da-da. So it's a long lifespan. Hobbies, friends, I'm zooming through here. doo do doo doo The contributions Rally developed for cars would not be enjoyed today if it was not for the competitive instinct for speed from as far back as ancient Greece to the car's first racers, George Bouton, Count de Leon, and George Lemaître in those early days of racing. Thanks for reading. This person wrote this for a school project. How about that?
1: Um, Wait, they wrote this by hand?
0: They wrote this story for a school project, so they did their history.
1: Wait, what does that say?
0: Which one? That's what we talked to. I put owner. I was. Uh, it's just a reminder owner, about what the owner was talking you about. Write this? Yep, I wrote uh, that because okay. when we talked to the owner, owner I have to take all notes.
1: In school to this. Oh.
0: Pretty cool, huh? I didn't know anything about rally racing before I read that. I Wait, I want,
1: say, don't, on. I want to see it go all the way down to there. You want to... I want to see that.
0: You want to see it go where? Go all the way down. All the way where? To zero?
1: Yeah.
0: Then you have to be extremely quiet. It's not going to work. The air conditioner's on.
1: Oh, um, So, like, even the tiniest noise?
0: Yeah, I didn't... I meant to turn the air conditioner off. But that's okay. 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 Well. Uh, Thank you for... Making me expand my life. Where are you going? What happened? You got a cramp? No. Yeah. What happened? My neck is a oh, tiny bit tight. I think my neck is a little tight from those raptor jumps. Uh, Probably. So, oh, that's another thing. Another thing, if you're going to race, you better be in shape. Because you do not want to be trying to grab those handles and be like, Ugh, I can't. I'm weak. So that's all. Bye. We're out. Mic drop. Be healthy, y'all. Goodbye.